Welcome to Yes Mother Podcast, a base motel podcast on the A&E show Base Motel. Today we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 2, Shadow of a Doubt. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Welcome back, all of our guests, and new and old. We didn't talk about this last week, but since season two started, we've like quadrupled our listenership. So there's a lot of new people out there listening, and we welcome you, and we're really glad you came to stay with us. Yes, we appreciate it. Hope you hope you like it. Hope you like the accommodations. <laughs> <laughs> So, M, what? How you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been busy once again, but um last night was my last big thing I had to do. It was a big party. We were set for 80, but we got 60, but and it was a dinner party thing, so it is a big relief to get that done. My kitchen needs a lot of help from me today. <laughs> I just went to bed. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't. Yeah, my kitchen can get that way sometimes, and you just kind of want to light it on fire and start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was days and days of cooking, and yeah, yeah, cleaned up as I went along some, but then the last day was just you know scramble, scramble. Sure. Well, I'm glad it went well. Sixty yep. is a lot of people. 60s a lot, and it was on top of 40 on Friday. Although we had that one catered, but we had a whole week of things to do for that, and plus this on top of it. So all of it's done, and I'm breathing a big sigh of relief today. I bet. So, <laughs> all right, should we get into the Bates Motel part of the show then? <laughs> Let's do it. Start with uh, some, some comic, comic cards. cards. Yep. So we got three comic cards this week. Actually, I'm kind of including a fourth because our brother Matt, he sent me a message on Facebook. Um, it was a link to a interview, like a two-minute interview with the Pixies. And at the very beginning, David Bowie is – has a little line and he he says like i think the pixies are going to be the talking heads of the 90s 
and my brother Matt knows how much I love David Bowie and I love talking heads and um, well David Byrne especially and so he thought I get I'd like to see that. So I watched that and then messaged him back. And then he and I kind of started talking about Bates Motel. <laughs> so he's watching the current season. I haven't talked to him about it. Um, yes. Cause what he, what we kind of talked about mainly was the scene with Bradley and Gil at the end. When, <laughs> excuse me. When she kills Gil. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his idea, Matt thinks it might've been an accident that she killed him. Oh, really? Yes. He thinks and we both went back and like watched it again while we were talking that <laughs> and then came back and was like, Ooh, it could go either way. Um, but we kind of talked about it. Like maybe it was cause you and I talked about in the first, in the past episode that it just seemed weird that she killed him. Like she didn't seem to have the, the motive yet. The, like she didn't get enough information from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she went there to get information from him. And she got literally nothing from him. Right. Yeah, that's true. And then stands up and kills him. And we're wondering if maybe she was meaning to just, like, hold the gun to him to force him instead of doing, like, sex stuff with him, which was probably disgusting to her. Um, Like, holding the gun to him and saying... You know, getting him to tell her everything he knows, but because she's like inexperienced, maybe she didn't realize that the trigger can go off as easy as it did or something. Like maybe it was just an accident. She didn't mean to kill him. I guess that's possible. She didn't mention anything about it in this episode, though. She didn't, because I think she's just like, well, I killed him. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't know. I thought it was plausible that maybe. If you, if you don't know how to handle a gun, you can be surprised sometimes at how easy the trigger can go off. And maybe and maybe she was shaking. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's plausible that she was <laughs> just wanting to hold the gun to his head and, you know, tell me everything you know. That's an interesting theory and makes a lot more sense. It, that's what I told Matt. I was like, that makes so much more sense than her just flat out killing him because, like I said, she went there for information and didn't get any out of him. But then again, Matt she may not have cared. She might have just decided it was him because she just says the guy who killed my dad and just right. wanted him dead. Right. She was in kind of a weird state. She was. And she's a teenager and not, you know, kind of instable. <laughs> yeah. You know. So anyway, so that was kind of Matt's little, I'll mm. call it a comment card. Um, but then we got one from Carrie, and she says, Sue and M, it is I, the woman in room number nine, <laughs> Kansas City <laughs> Carrie. I'm very happy to announce that we had sunny skies in the Midwest today. It's so nice to see the snow gone. I'm as happy as Norman at a taxidermy convention. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the sunny skies. Yes. Uh, my comment card will be short and sweet this week. Thank you for cleaning the room and for the fresh towels. I'm still waiting on that replacement light bulb, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and could you please ask the people with the torn jeans, tie-dyed clothes, and dirty hair to stop leaving cupcakes on my doorstep? <laughs> <laughs> also, I think they're smoking doobies. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I think that boy might be sweet on you, too. <laughs> yeah, Gunner. <laughs> Gunner, yeah. <laughs> uh, episode two was a nice setup. I'm glad they aren't dragging out the Bradley in the basement storyline. I agree. 
Um, I was shocked to see her already on the bus and gone by the end. I don't think I watched closely enough. So did she write a suicide note and take it with her? Or did she give it to Dylan to plan it where it could be found? I was putting dishes away while watching the show, so I think I missed that. Um, I would think that Dylan has the suicide note. Yeah, he told her to write it, and then he was going to take it with some of her old clothes. Right. And we never did see Dylan Dylan do that, but I guess we're just to assume that he did. And we didn't see her hand it off, but I think we're supposed to just... Dylan told us the scenario, and I think we're supposed to just decide that they followed through with it. That's what they did. Yep. Uh, the Mr. Sandman song with Norman. Norman was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I agree. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I loved it so much. Um, it was great to see them both smiling and having such a good time without screaming, you're crazy, at the same scene. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and Bradley looked so sad when she was sitting in the basement listening to them. Yeah, it. that was a nice little shot of Bradley just sitting there listening because she's she's alone. <laughs> she's pretty as low as you can get. Yep. I don't know how much lower you can get from where she is right now. From where she is, yeah. Uh, The audition scene was perfection. Vera Farmiga can do no wrong. She earned her second Emmy nomination in just those first two episodes. I was in tears when she finished, maybe this time. The lyrics fit her life and what she's been through since moving into this town perfectly. Wonderful acting in this show and wonderful writers, too. The only thing missing from last week's city council meeting was Norma saying, chill your own ass before leaving the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been fantastic. That would have been so great. That is my favorite Norma line. I noticed Vera Farmiga is also a producer, which is great to see. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Oh, I did not. She's one of the producers. Um, I'm still not convinced that Norman killed Blair Watson. I watched the sex tape of Blair with the mystery man running the camera. I noticed a picture of her, and we now know her dad, on her dresser. And now we know there was one man there, Kyle, I think. Yeah, that's the name of the guy they brought in. Yeah, I wrote it down. I'm bad with new names. And another man was there at some point from what the semen analysis test showed. At first, I thought this Eric person killed her and saw Norman in his trance-like state and put the pearls in Norman's pocket to frame him. Sounds far-fetched now, though, because there are still too many missing details. Yeah, we. It's possible. It's plausible, but I really think that whoever killed Miss Watson, I think if they would have seen Norman there, I I think they would have killed him too. Don't you think? Even yeah, if he wasn't a trans like, I mean, that's why it's still just what happened in that apartment that night. I know that they're throwing a lot of possible scenarios at us but yes. I'm kind of now in the Norman Kilder camp I am waffling back and forth because <laughs> <laughs> I now think it's possible that Norman did kill her it's I don't just, know. it really is the only thing that really makes sense and for the show it's probably their best thing to have done right if that makes sense you know yeah Oh, no, I, I like not knowing. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. But I, I, I like just... It just seems for the overall arc of the show, mm-hmm. Norman killing her is the best. Um, yeah. If it's someone else, it just kind of is like, well, why did someone else kill her? Norman is supposed to have. <laughs> this is, you know, right. the Norman show. Yes. 
This, this is, is the How Did Norman Go Crazy show. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. That is for the overall overall arc. That is what kind of makes the most sense. Um, but she ends with, and I'm very confused about Romero. My theory last season was that he already knew Abernathy and they set up that scene at the docks because they knew Norma was watching and faked Abernathy's death, death to get Norma out of their business. I don't think we ever actually saw Abernathy sink into the water. And why would Romero just leave his body there to be found later like Keith's hand was found? Other than that horrible dyed haired on Zane, <laughs> the episode was good. I guess I'll give it 3.5 suicide notes. Those are my thoughts for this episode. I will sign off for now. Take care. P.S. That was me leaving the first iTunes review. I'm not a creepy stalker, I swear. Laters. Because <laughs> you left us a review is not does not make you a creepy stalker. <laughs> not at all. Um, I don't think Romero knew Abernathy. I, I really think that Abernathy was shot and sank. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting theory to explore the idea that they set that up and that he's not dead, but I, and I think he left the body there because he's the sheriff and bodies turn up in that lake all the time and they get swept under the rug right, with, well, the, with the whores and axe murders. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the sheriff of a town that's economy is fueled by this marijuana trade where guys are guarding these pot fields with AK-47s and stuff. People, people probably get shot. <laughs> yes. And as he said in this episode, he expects a little violence. Right. Right. So, and I, like I, I think I said in an earlier episode, I don't think anyone's going to go looking for Abernathy. I don't think he, anyone is going to care that he's dead. So, yeah, I mean, if, like, the FBI show up in a month or two and they find him and can link guns and things, that would be a problem. That would be a problem, but... If it stays within the town, it's all good. Yeah, so... And if so. he's involved in sex trade operations in other towns, that is a real possibility that the FBI would be involved. That's true. That is true. But Romero also threw the money in the in the water, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, thanks, Carrie. You yeah. can stay another night in room number nine. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's stationery there in your desk to make your friends jealous. Yep, with Bates Motel on it. Yep, <laughs> make, make your friends jealous. So, all right. Do you want to read Tyler's? Sure. We have a, we have a new guest. We have a new guest named Tyler, and he says, Hey, Sue and Emily, this is Tyler from Michigan writing in to say hello. I recently discovered Base Motel a few weeks ago on Netflix, and after watching the awesome pilot, I was hooked. The concept of seeing a young Norman Bates slowly becoming the psycho that we all know him as is such an interesting and original idea, and I love how it's been executed with all the unexpected twists and turns we've been getting along the way. We couldn't agree more. Yep. <clears throat> the biggest thing that drew me in, though, Definitely has to be the casting and acting performances, especially by Vera Farmiga. She just owns her role and gives Norma Bates such an interesting and wacky persona that's so unique and nothing like I've seen in any character portrayal before. As well as being a thousand times superior than the Norma we got in that horrible sequel, prequel, cycle four. We'll be getting to that someday. We will be watching that. <laughs> We're excited. If there's a Norma alive in one of the psycho sequels. 
we must watch. I think that's the one I was talking about that I might have seen at least some part of because I remember uh, poisoning. Remember, yeah, I see them being poisoned. Um. Anyways, I found your podcast shortly after finding the show, and I'm really enjoying it. I love the setup you have with the more casual TV and movie talk first, and then moving on to a scene by scene analysis, which is really informative and has got me noticing things and theories that I never would have before. You two are very fun to listen to, and I've definitely been. Sp- Spreading the word about your podcast to fellow fans of the show. Thank you, Tyler. We totally appreciate that. Yeah, that's great. We're glad to hear you like our movie talk. We're gonna we're gonna as you probably noticed, we're moving it to the end now, just in case not everyone is excited as you about it. And just wanna hear about <laughs> Facebook Hell. Yep. We can shut it off. Um anyway, Tyler, if you ever want to watch anything we recommend or talk about and let us know what you thought of it. Or if you ever have a recommendation for us, we always are welcome to recommendations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Feel free to send in feedback as well about the currently watching stuff. Cause or yeah, have a recommendation for us. That'd be great. Yeah. We will probably watch it. Okay. The final thing I wanted to add was I just finished watching the latest episode, Shadow of a Doubt, and I really liked it. It wasn't the best episode ever, but it wasn't bad either. Not a huge amount happened in it, but we learned a lot of information that is very important to the Miss Watson and drug storylines, and there were quite a few gems sprinkled within. Personally, I like Norman's outburst scene during the tryouts, although every time he finally stands up to Norma, she always gets him to feel sorry for her and back down immediately after. Boy, does she ever. That was... Yeah, that's Norma and her guilt trip. Finest. Yes. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. She just she can play him like a puppet sometimes. I really just want him to have a little backbone once in a while, although I know he is a mama's boy after all, and no matter what, she's going to win him over. Yep, she <laughs> is. But no, that was a good scene. I really liked that meltdown scene, too. Yeah, that was great. Norman had some good points. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Another highlight for me was Norma's audition scene. I thought that was really nice, and it was good to see her having a shiny moment for once after all the craziness she's had to deal with since arriving. I also enjoy any scene with Romero in it, and it was interesting seeing all the things unfold in his investigation. But by far the best scene for me was the twist at the end. I was not expecting that at all, and it completely threw me for a loop. I can't wait to see how that's going to play out, and I'm super stoked for next week's episode. One major disappointment I had, though, was the lack of Emma. She is one of my favorite characters, and I've been really missing this season so, her this season so far. I thought her dynamic with Norman was great, and I'd rather see something new with her than the plot with Bradley any day. Nothing against the Bradley arc, but I just find Emma far more interesting. I have a feeling the Bradley arc is going away now for at least a long time. Most of the season, she's I guess she's filming Transformers. Three? What are they at on those? <laughs> um, it'd be four. Oh. Wow, really? Yes. Okay, so she's has she been in the other Transformers? No. <laughs> yes, I've seen all three of the other ones. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Hey, I've just sometimes heard. a big dumb Michael Bay movie is fun. Yeah, we don't own any of them, and I've seen all three of them just once. So, okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> if that helps my cred at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I think Bradley's gone for a while. I think she left so she could film. Um, so, hooray. Hopefully, and I think I read a couple articles this morning, or at least one that was gave us a little stuff to talk about in some, like, news section, spoilery section. Oh, okay, cool. You know what? Actually, there is a blonde girl in the third Transformers. Maybe it is Bradley, and I just didn't realize it. Because the brunette girl's in the first two, and then they switch it to a blonde. Maybe it is Bradley. Maybe she is in the third one. I don't know. I have only seen it once. So. All right. But anyway. Um, oh, so he just finishes up. Keep up the great work on the podcast, and I'll hopefully be chiming in regularly with theories, highlights to share. Take care, and have a good one. Well, Tyler, um, since you're recommending this to your friends and writing in, we're going to go ahead and get you a reservation Yep. for room number two. Yep. So It's, uh, it's a cozy are... room. Mm-hmm. There's no peepholes. No peepholes, like Harold's room. I don't know, maybe Harold has a peephole. <laughs> <laughs> you guys worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Check for peoples, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, thanks for the feedback, Tyler. We look forward to hearing more from you. Yeah. And and thanks again for recommending the podcast. We appreciate that. So the last feedback, uh, we are from Harold, speaking of. And he says, Sue and M, here is my comment card from room number one. I wish this feedback was for the Hitchcock film Shadow of a Doubt instead of this episode. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I highly recommend it. It is one of the, his best, and the screenplay was by Thornton Wilder. Oh. Huh. I'm definitely going to watch that then. It's not one I've seen. Maybe we have our first fan recommendation. Yeah. Uh, this week, Vera Farminga single-handedly rescued an otherwise mediocre early season plot setter with another indelible performance. Can I request more of Norma skipping and singing and less about the pot business intrigue? (laughs) (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) Um, Norma's brother is Detective Lemansky from The Shield. I am not sure if that actor is up to the task, but I will wait and see. The Shield is a little hole in my viewing life. Same. Apparently it's a really good show and I need to watch it. Isn't that like supposed to be one of the best? Is that the one or am I thinking of The Wire? Um, they're both right up there. I've seen the first season of The Wire, and I loved it. Um, but I haven't seen The Shield, but it's lots of people talk about it. It's supposed to be really good, and it's and I think the creator is the same creator that creates created a show. I is it Kurt Sutter? Is it a Kurt Sutter show? He did Sons of Anarchy. I think it is. I think he had part to do with The Shield. And Kurt Sutter's the creator, Sons of Anarchy, and I believe that same actor is one of the bikers in one of the seasons of Sons as well. Hmm. Um, anyway, you correctly predicted that the guy at the cemetery was Miss Watson's dad. Now, who is Eric? Eric, and that's driving me nuts. Yep. I think they're going to string us along with this Eric guy. And the only reason why I, I don't know how Emily came about it, but the only reason why I thought that had to be Miss Watson's dad is just reading like a 
synopsis of season two, it did say that Miss Watson's dad was going to come in and look for her killer. So I knew we would see her dad during the season, and that's how I was like, that must be her dad. I don't think I would have just come up with that if I hadn't read that. Um, Norman really intrigued that cute checkout girl with his talk of dying. Why did I never think of that? <laughs> <laughs> she was properly emo looking. She was. She was. that. I loved that little seed with the checkout yeah. girl. Um, yeah, that was, he. it was pretty funny what he said yeah. to her. If that little scene was any indication, I mean, we've seen that girl like taking her top off on a rock or something in the previews. So, right, we know we see her again. I think she becomes a love interest. And, Is she the one? Because we know that Norma yeah. has a little bit of a love interest in this ep- season, and it's not Emma. So I'm thinking yeah, it's got to be this girl. I think it's her. And uh, but if those. If that little scene was in the indication, I think I'm going to like that. I think so. Too. Even though it's not Emma. But like we said, well, we want seemed, Emma with Norman. Well, and she seemed to have a little bit of moxie herself. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, Harold called it mediocre. Harold doesn't seem to be too big of a fan of this episode. Yeah. Um, was Carrie? Carrie seemed to like it, and Tyler seemed to like it. But. Okay. Well, one of them said it wasn't as good as a lot of them. Which yeah, I think is true. that was Carrie. But. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Harold, thanks for the comment card, and you can remain in room number one. We will extend your reservation. Yes. So, all right. So, that is all the comment cards. So, moving on to the episode itself. Shadow of Doubt, which I don't think I even realized was named after a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, I knew there was a movie called Shadow of a Doubt because Harold even mentioned it in a previous comment card. Yeah, I just don't think I put it together. So, anyway, um, what do you think? Got any notes? How do we want to start this? Yeah, I took notes um, just so we could have a baseline of how the episode went. (laughs) So the episode starts out with Norman and Bradley in the basement, so we kind of figure out what happened there, that she needed help, she needed to be hid, and she didn't tell Norman why. Right, right. But then she tells him why, yep. Yeah, he kind of forces it out of her. It seemed to me just his own curiosity, (laughs) because he could help her without knowing. He could, but I kind of like the way he put it. He's like, I need to know why this all makes sense, you know? Because she is asking him to do a lot. You know, get her some money, get her a bus ticket, hide her. You yeah, know. and you'd probably need a fair amount of money. To start a new life? You and a bus to... ticket across the country is a fair amount of money. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was asking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of thinking that the help she needed was going to be cleaning up and hiding the murder. Yeah. That was yeah. my first reaction when I saw her in his bedroom. I I did, too. I was thinking body dump, you know, or something like, like that. Another Norman being involved in someone else's murder body dump. Yep. <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> But we know that's not the case, because then we see Dylan and Remo pull up to Gil's house. 
and yeah she went the route of just leave and hide yep which but, i guess uh, sounds a little more teenagerish yeah oh yeah just run run away from the problem yeah so i liked it i like dylan and romero's quick little exchange i like how you know romero asked dylan if he knows anything about this knows who might do it and Dylan's like, no, no. And Romero's like, take your time. Think about it. You know, he's yeah. like, this wasn't some pissant trimmer that got shot. <laughs> you know, this was Gil. Yeah. Um, Romero seems pretty interesting. This is a really big deal in his eyes. And I think he just worries. He knows the aftermath is going to be awful. Yep. Yep. My favorite little part, though, the first time I was watching it and you know, Dylan stops the truck and Romero walks up to the window and he's like, what are you guys doing here? And Dylan says, we're here to see Gil. And then he kind of starts seeing the gurney with the body bag on it. And I was like, in my mind going, please say there he is. Please say there he is. Romero <laughs> goes, there he is. <laughs> and I was like, boom. <laughs> ah, I just loved it. So yeah, Romero does seem a little, yeah, and- a little worried. I'm kind of, I'm on the side of our guests, especially Harold, where I'm just not all that interested. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I just, I would rather see Norma skipping and singing. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I I don't mind this whole subplot of the story because... It just can't all be the Norman Norman show like we've talked about before. There has to be other stuff going on. Yeah, I just feel like if they, I don't know, not if it's gonna be spread out and like get to the point where we're like, uh, not the weed stuff again. You know, I'm not right. at that point at this time. You know. Well, I will say for myself that I watched the first season of Breaking Bad. And then I read the synopsis of the second and I didn't watch it for like three years because I was like, I don't know, drug lords and all of that drug dealing. It just doesn't interest me. I Right, right. That whole thing just never interests me. But then I just heard too much about it. And so I finally was like, okay. And then I loved it. So and then you love it. Yeah, right. So Sometimes the idea of a lot of drug cartel and drug stuff just... Just the idea of it makes me go, meh. Well, it's hard to relate to. Yeah, it is. For one thing, you know, because we're not drug lords. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any drug lords in our family. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then after, like, Dylan talks to Romero, you kind of see... Dylan and Remo back at the warehouse just and uh, Remo's trying to convince Dylan that you know this is a huge deal this is a war you know and we find out from Remo that like the weed camp that they're working for has been stealing the other camp's business so right and we also learn a little nugget of information that we had talked about that maybe Dylan's in charge now, that that is very much not the case. Right. Because Dylan almost kind of, he says something that makes him think he might be like, okay, well, what am I going to do about this? And he's like, uh, they're going to send someone in. 
Right, right. Yeah, he says something like, so what am I supposed to do now? And Yeah, and Remo's like, there's other people. They'll be sending someone, so. Which we kind of talked about. You were like, there's got to be other up, higher-ups. Yeah. Um, and a higher-up is Zane. Um, kind of a rock star maverick psycho. Oh, man. He's ridiculous. Yeah, he made me roll my eyes a little bit. Quite a few times. <laughs> um, we don't meet him quite yet, though. There's the scene between um, Romero and Miss Watson's dad, who is named Nick at the cemetery. And we find out from Nick so that he and Gil do work for opposite weed. I'm just going to call them camps. I don't know what else to call them. Sounds good to me. Weed camps. Weed camps. Um, and that he and Miss Watson had a falling out because he's like, he just hates the way that they left things so mm-hmm. they obviously had some sort of falling out which may be the fact that she was dating Gil yes um, so it just makes me wonder if someone from her father's camp I don't know I wonder if someone went like maybe they thought Gil was in the apartment and killed her instead I don't know I'm still not convinced that it was Norman that killed Miss Watson yeah it's definitely worth talking about who else it could be because there is that other semen sample Right. Which um, could be Norman. That's in my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and her dad, you know, because Romero says, you know, someone killed Gil, and he's immediately like, it wasn't us, you know. Right. Um, but I like it how her dad says that the two families accommodate each other, but it isn't written on some stone tablet that that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't. I didn't catch that. I thought that was funny. I mean, he's basically saying, you know, we accommodate each other. But, but it's basically just uh, kind of unwritten. Kind of like a gentleman's agreement yeah. type thing. Not a, you know, it's not written on some stone tablet. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, yeah, um, and then one of my favorite scenes is Norman eating his lunch, <laughs> eating those carrot sticks, and Norma's just sitting there staring at him. <laughs> Boy, I watched that twice, and I can just briefly picture a little plate of carrots. Yeah, like and a sandwich, potato one. chips, and some carrot sticks, and he's just like eating them, and she's just staring at him. It's just <laughs> That's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just out of the blue says, "Do you want to be in a musical?" <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, we see her at the gynecologist. Oh, that's right. Yep. And you know the. Blackouts of Normans and Miss Watson are heavy on her mind this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just casually, and I'm using air quotes, asks her doctor about blackouts and her medical opinion on them. And, of course, the doctor thinks it's her. Right. She says it's her sister, and her doctor doesn't seem convinced. And she does not like what her doctor tells her, that it's if it's not something physical, then it's mental. She didn't like that one bit. No, she didn't seem to like it. But what else could it be, Norma? I know. You know? I it, mean, think about it. It's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if it's not 
physical, then you're just imagining it. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she is fine. All right, what's going on in her head? And then I like how it like cuts to her at the library. She's got like this huge stack of books about children's like neurological, you know. Right. And is that where she sees the South Pacific? That's where she folder? sees the or flyer. Poster. Yeah, the little flyer to come audition for South Pacific. Which, man, I hope we get a little South Pacific in an upcoming episode. Oh, I think we will because she blew him away. She got that part. You know she got the part. Oh, yeah. So, so better than the three little maids or wee lady with the fan. <laughs> Norman's face while that was going on was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was so agitated. Yeah, he was. Well, he had a lot on his mind, too, but that would just, even if he didn't have anything going on, it would be <laughs> agitating to just sit there and yeah. listen to her sing. She's got that fan. Oh, yeah, it was anyway. bad, and it was funny. But, um, so back to the lunch scene where Norman's eating his carrots <laughs> when Norman sings the little teapot. Oh, that little dance, it was just, it lasted like... Dance? What was that? <laughs> it lasted like two seconds, and I was so sad when it was done. I know. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> I just loved it. I just love how she ends it just with, like, clicking her tongue and a little... <laughs> oh, my gosh, it was funny. Yeah, oh, that lady's bat crazy. She's the best. She is the best. Then uh, Bradley's mom calls, and Dylan listens to all of this, and you can tell he's... Yeah, he looks like he is just suspecting Norman right away. Right. Well, Norma's never going to do that, because she is just going to ignore everything. She's going to ignore everything. And, and I... wash it away into a happy teapot dance. Yeah, and... I don't think that Norma, if anything's on her mind, it's the whole Miss Watson thing, not Bradley. Oh, yeah. Not a teenage girl missing for no. since last night. She doesn't so, give a crap about she that. She doesn't give a crap. She doesn't like Bradley anyway. But, um, yeah, Dylan sure is giving Norman the stare. And it's got to be because of that dream that Norman had about drowning Bradley, right? Oh, I didn't think of that. I just thought Norman, just, Dylan knew if Norman was just finding out Bradley was missing and he had no, had no idea, mm -hmm. Dylan knew Norman would not be acting the way he did. He's a bad actor, Norman. Yes. Times. Yes. Norman Bates is a bad actor. Yes. Freddie Highmore is great. As right. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. We're saying Norman's bad. Yeah, he, you know, anyone could tell, but Norma, that, oh, maybe she's dead, who knows, you know, not the way he'd react, and Dylan caught on quickly, and he's probably, you're right, I didn't even think of the drowning thing, but to them, oh, I guess it was over four months, but that's probably weighed heavy on his mind. Probably. These four months. So, yeah, interesting. So, and then he confronts him in his room. And Norman proceeds to badly deny everything. <laughs> yeah. And be even more unconvincing. 
Right, right. Um, well, and then it was just weird how, you know, he's like, good night, Dylan. And Dylan is leaving and closing the door. And then Norman's like, Dylan, maybe she's already dead. I mean, does Norman think that he's just like planting some seed in Dylan's like, don't go out looking for her because maybe she's dead or something. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. Like a and a weird if, thing. It was really weird. And if I was Dylan, I would be, oh, crap. Yeah. That would like make me even more suspicious. Not like. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Bradley did attempt suicide a few months before. Um, but I don't know. It was very fishy. It was very fishy. And it probably left him way more unsettled than he had been in the first place. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, then there's the little scene in the grocery store with Norman getting, like, the all the hair stuff for Bradley and talking to the (laughs) checker. (laughs) What what was he grabbing when (laughs) that lady, like, was on the same aisle and he just watches her face to be away and just snatches it so fast? Was that the hair dye? It was hair dye, yeah. I was like, was that something more embarrassing, like tampons? <laughs> no, I kind of looked for that my second viewing, because I noticed that, you know, because I did what I did last time. I watched it the first time, just no notes, just wanted to enjoy it. And then the second time, paid a little bit more attention with the notes. and Because, yeah, yeah, I was to. like, why was he, it, just, just buying the hair dye, he probably, because he is basically aiding and abetting a killer, you know. Yeah. So you might be nervous about every little thing you do. Is, is she going to think, oh, he's buying hair dye. He's a boy. <laughs> is he hiding that girl? You know what I mean? Right. It you know what fun. I mean? So, because yes. I was wondering that too. I was like, is it tampons? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, we beat the little grocery girl. And I like her. Yeah, I liked her too. Yeah. She was funny. Yeah, she... She's like, you got to dye your hair, you know, and he's on, oh, I'm getting all this for my mom. And she says something like, oh, you're a dying breed. And that's when he goes, aren't we all? <laughs> he gets all dark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she's not like, in like a dark. Not a creepy, creepy yeah, way. Yeah, it wasn't but... creepy, just very philosophical. Yeah. And she's like, what? He's like, well, we're bored. And then that's what we do, right? We're all just dying. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Her little emo brain just sung for a minute. Yep, yep. So, I think she kind of likes Norman. Um, then there's a quick little scene where we meet Zane, Gil's replacement. <laughs> Remo doesn't seem happy about that. And we find out later why. I don't remember finding out later why. Because he's a rock star maverick psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's the scene where they bring that Kyle guy that. Yeah, they bust in. He's, I found it funny that he drops his bong and runs up, I guess because the amount of weed he flushes down the toilet would be more dealer trouble for him. Yeah, it looked like quite a bit. That wasn't just like a little sack that you buy. That was, that was quite a bit. Um, not considered personal use, mate. At least, yeah. Maybe in Oregon. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he's Kyle, and he gets brought in. Oh, and then we have a 
<clears throat> Are you done with that scene? Yeah. Then we have a quick shot of Norman getting money out of a bag. Now, what am I missing here? Okay, so... What am I forgetting? <laughs> this is a very interesting, because it shows Norman just searching and searching his room for something, and he finally finds it, and it's a paper bag with a huge wad of cash. Right. Perhaps $100,000? I... What's that from? The money that Gil always said Jerry Martin cost him. Remember I said in a previous episode, maybe even last week's episode, I was like, I wonder if Miss Watson and Jerry were planning on running away together. And Jerry stole $100,000 from Gil. You think he got that money from Miss Watson? I think so. I think that's the only place he could have gotten that cash is at Miss Watson's house. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've never seen it before because I was like, holy crap. Yeah. What am I missing? And, you know, I watched them both late, late at night, the last two nights after having really huge days. And I was just flummoxed by this cash. Okay. I I think I even said in that episode, I wonder if Miss Watson has the cash and that's why she got killed. They came looking for Yeah, that's right. So that's the only place that Norman could have gotten that money. There's no way. That was a lot of money. Those were hundreds. That was. Oh, yeah. That had to have been $100,000. That is so weird. That is just so much more intriguing now. What is the deal with that night? We better find out soon. Yes. Like I said, fourth or fifth episode show. We got a couple more. And I want to know. Here's another little thing. So Norman doesn't know where this money is in his bedroom he's searching for it It shows him going through his drawers through a trunk under his bed he is looking everywhere so does bradley earlier in the episode in the beginning when bradley says that she needs money does that trigger a memory in norman is he remember how he said last time maybe little parts of this night are coming back to him in like little flashes yeah like her saying, I need some money. So in Norman's head, he's like, where am I going to get money? Where am I going to get money? And then he must suddenly remember, oh, I took that big thing of money from Miss Watson's apartment and hid it in my room. Because you would know where you hid it in your room. Come on. Oh, well, sure. You well, wouldn't that have is to, interesting. You wouldn't have to search your whole dresser and trunk and wonder, where did I put that, you know? And that's further interesting because I felt a little more of this episode that maybe Norman, you know, I think it was, was the last episode I said, I 100% don't believe he remembers a thing about what he says. He doesn't remember now. Right. That's Watson. Right. And I kind of, at, during that audition scene, you know, I started doubting that a little bit and maybe it's because a little's is coming back now. And I think- funny thing kind of supports that. I think so. I really think that little bits and pieces are coming back to him. Well, it's still weird to me that no pieces seem to be coming back about his dad. Not yet. Maybe we will see that eventually. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, it just seemed weird that he had to search his room for that money. And That is weird. Gil made it a point two or three times in season one to mention the $100,000 that Jerry Martin cost him. And I don't think he meant $100,000 worth of weed that got burned up or something, you know? Yeah. I think he was specifically talking about cash. Hmm. So, yep, 
So I think I'm right. I think she had it in that house, and I think that's why she was killed. I think someone was going there for the money. So now I'm, that's how I waffle. Now I'm like, I don't think it was Norman. Well, that's so weird. How would Norman, if no one else was there, how would he know about the money? And there the two semen samples. It's it's all very It's very intriguing. So Yeah, I like it. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> so um Yeah, so then uh while Norman's up in his room and he's looking at the money, Norma comes home and she's like yelling for Norman. And, and then she goes down into the basement to look for him. Why does Bradley grab a knife and then run around the corner? Um, <laughs> I don't know. She grabs a knife and then hit, hides around the corner from Norma. I never even thought of that. What it, Why is she just a, a killer now? Is she going to kill Norma? Is that... <laughs> She think Norman because she's looking for her son, and if she happens to see Bradley there, she's gonna like attack her, and she needs a defense. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why are you? It's his mother. Why are you grabbing a knife? It just, I don't know. It bugged. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And then, that's another thing I didn't think of. <laughs> it just bugged me. But uh, and then we get the Mr. Sandman scene, which is just priceless. I swear. I just love how reluctant he was. Well, it was funny trying to get her out of the basement and how bad he was at that. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're in the basement. Let's get out. Well, of the he jumps down like the last four steps. He's like, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see his panic hearing and just putting it together that she's down there and just rah. <laughs> yep, yep. And then he's like, well, we can't sing in the basement. She's like, why not? You think one of your stuffed animals is going to be here? <laughs> and did you notice the beaver? No. He got his sophisticated animal done. Oh, good job. Yep. <laughs> Although it is a woodchuck, not a beaver. Or is it a beaver, not a woodchuck? It's a beaver, not a woodchuck. She calls it a woodchuck. He's like, it's a beaver, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. I just love the Sandman scene. It's fantastic. I just, I love how genuinely into it he gets after just the first few words. I know. <laughs> He's like, what is this? I don't even know what it is. But he... And, and I just, just love starts and <laughs> it was cute. It was very cute. And did you know this Norma? She like plays the first few little notes and then she bats her eyes at him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was so cute. So yeah, fun little I remember they teased us with that little scene a few weeks ago, and I remember going, "Why do they do this? You know, why yes. are they singing Sad Man?" I did too, and the end result made so much more sense, and you know, and was less cheesy. It just, and the way they, I liked that promo. It was intriguing and mm -hmm. fun to watch, but at the same time, it. The way they shot it and they cut it and showing Norma's face and stuff, it it all seemed very dreamlike and really weird. Yeah, yeah. And out of place and just left you very confused. But this scene, you know, it all made sense. Yeah, it, when you see it like in context of the yeah. show. It and makes... the way they cut it in the actual show was far 
more entertaining and made a lot more actual relevance and sense. Right. To me. But yeah, I just, I, especially like the last few lines, I just loved Freddie Highmore. <laughs> he's just smiling. Oh, he's so happy. Yeah. And it was that, uh, it brought me back to that panel discussion where they said that these two together could live absolutely perfectly happy forever. It's outside influences that get in the way. And that was like a perfect testament. Yes, exactly. I just agree. Watching them just be happy together forever. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> just singing songs. Yeah. She chose something, you know, he used to sing when he was little. Yep. It was cute. And it wasn't, it was just a cute mother son. It wasn't creepy. Even with her batting her eyes, that was just funny, you know? Oh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, like, creepy. No, it wasn't a Norman ship moment. No. (laughs) (laughs) So then we're at the Sheriff's Romero office with... Where we're interrogating Kyle. Kyle. And we find out there's two semen samples... Uh-huh. And I, I'm I'm imagining the show is trying to get us to think that Norman's the other one, correct? That's what I think because his DNA wouldn't be in the system because in the last episode they were talking about the fingerprints yeah. and Sheriff Romero's like, you know, well, even if they were yours, we wouldn't know. Yeah, um, I thought of that right away. Because yeah, I think it well, – go ahead. Well, because I don't think it would be like Jerry Martin's either – well, because Jerry Martin was already dead. That's right. Because he says that this, the semen samples were within 30 hours of her murder, but Jerry Martin had already died. Yeah, it'd been... I, I know we have trouble with the timeline of the show, but he had to have been dead. He had to have been dead longer than just 30 okay. hours. Absolutely. So, But it does bring us another possibility, you know, if we don't believe it's Norman's, that there was another person... You know, we've got one more suspect that we don't know who it could be, but he was there at some point. Yeah. And are we to believe the uh, Kyle is the guy in the video? Um, I don't think so. I don't know. My gut just tells me it's not him in the video. Okay. Well, it's not Norman, so it's probably if if it's not Kyle, then it the other semen sample is not Norman. And honestly. It doesn't make sense to me that it would be Norman if he's in the fugue state that his mother just said, you've got to, you know what you have to do. I don't think in that state Norman is going to be taking time off to oh, sleep with her. True. It it just seems like he'd be a machine to get in there and kill her. Right. And stop that threat. Could still be Twilight. Yeah, we, have, we still have Twilight and we still haven't seen hide nor hair of him. And, and Bradley's gone, so I'm thinking that, I don't know. Twilight probably wouldn't be in the system either. He's Norman's age, unless he's gotten arrested for something. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting, but I think they are trying to lead us to believe that it's Norman who's the other yeah. sample. Because I would think, if it's someone in their system, if they got Kyle's back, they probably tested him at the same time. They should know who the other sample's from. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Definitely. But we do learn in that that she had daddy issues. She had daddy issues and that she slept around a lot. 
Because right. that was one of Kyle's first questions. He's like, was mine the only one you found in her? You know? Right. I don't think we needed any more any more hints that she has been around. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so we know that. So yeah, very interesting. Wonder if it's this Eric. Who's Eric? I don't know, but Eric especially Eric would never have been the guy in the video. Mm mm. That's true. She hates that man, whoever he is, and is scared of him. And like we said, we really don't feel like he was a lover type, more a blackmail type. Right, because the guy, because I just, Kyle just doesn't fit to me as the guy in the video anyway, either. I I don't think. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a much bigger reveal. Right. Something a lot more like, <clears throat> something that would make us shocked. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. So, all right. So, then we have the scene with uh, Dylan, Remo, and then Zane. Um, well, actually, you're skipping Diane Bradley's hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had note of that because he just had his little, like, Lab hair dye, his little lab coat and gloves, and he just, I'm just like, Norman's such a good boy. <laughs> he is. He's such a normal, a mama's boy, my goodness. It was just so funny to see him. He's all decked out and dyeing her hair and doing it well. And Yep. You could just see him and his mom, just, <laughs> he's just the perfect little mama's boy. Yeah. And then they kind of talk a little bit, and she's like, I knew there was something special about you, and I don't know. I think both of them kind of wanted to kiss, but they didn't. Yeah, especially Norman. There seemed to be like a moment there where he almost started going for it, and she yeah. did something with her hair that was like, back off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a... Yeah, seeing Norman as, like, the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just made me giggle. Yeah. So, yeah, so then Dylan and Remo are, like, waiting for Zane to show up. They're out at somewhere. And uh, Dylan's asking a little bit about Zane, and we find out that he is the big boss's, big boss's brother. Mm-hmm. And that he spent some time in jail because he was transporting a huge amount of marijuana and going like 95 hours miles an hour. Wasn't it like in Vegas? Something like that. Yeah. And Dylan's like, who speeds when they've got a carload of weed? Yeah. He's like, what kind of an idiot speeds with pot of the car? And then it, Remo kind of nods. <laughs> yeah. Then he pulls up and says he's got a beer in his hand. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> and a guy in his trunk. It's like, oh my gosh. What an idiot. Yep. So he's just reckless. He is, he's going to get himself killed. He's an idiot. Yeah, or he's going to just blow open, I don't know, just cause a lot of trouble for the family. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a guy from the other weed camp in his trunk. That is Johnny B. Johnny B. (laughs) And he tells Dylan and Remo to get him out of the trunk. And Zane basically says who killed Gil and Johnny B's like it wasn't us and then Zane just shoots him and kills him. He tells him he's got to send a message to his family and the message was death. (laughs) Yeah so then he tells Dylan and Remo to wrap up the body in a tarp and drop it off on 
Nick's, I guess, Miss Watson's dad's front porch. They're not really going to do that, are they? I don't know. And I just felt so bad for Dylan. I just think he did not sign up for this. No. This Zane guy is an idiot. And he's, it's already a dangerous situation. And then just putting him in charge is just making it worse. Right. Because he's like, like I said, he's the maverick. He's he's going to just, you know, do what he wants and and um, be, what's the word? Reckless. Reckless. Yeah. He's not going to think straight. He's just going to, he, he seems to just like act on impulse. Uh-huh. And that's not a good way to be when in these kind of situations. You got to think with your head, not just. And it's just going to be a weird situation now for Dylan because he now knows who killed Gil. Yeah, it's very interesting for Dylan. And it's just, I wonder what he's going to do. He's not going to rat out Bradley, but that's got to just be maddening to see all the bodies are going to be piling up. Yeah, the bodies are going to pile up, and I don't think he's going to rat out Bradley. And it's probably going to put his own life in danger especially you know ugh. yeah i hope he thinks of something smart to do because i can't think of what he could do yeah that's what i'm hoping too is that he thinks of i i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see um then we... i i just don't think dylan and remo are going to end up they're not going to dump a body on someone's porch no way they're too smart I think they're going to tell him that they did, but probably just bury it. <laughs> but, um. Well, that would help diffuse the situation a little. Right. Instead of throw fire on it. <laughs> right, because that's the thing. None of us know, none of them know who did do it. They're just assuming it was the other camp, you know? Right. So, um, then, uh, Norma is making. Norman's bed and she finds the pearls. Right. Which is the last oh it, I just she's already so worried about it and I just really felt for her finding those pearls. Yeah, that had to have been oh, not what you'd want to find cuz you know she thinks that he did it even though it's been a few months and he no one's come after him yet or arrested him yet but you know. Right. She thinks he did it and that definitely seals it and him hiding them you know it reminded i'm sure it reminded her of the belt he kept when keith right. summers was killed as it reminded right. all of us one of his little mementos yeah so now we know that he got the pearls from her apartment and the money yeah so in his fugue state it wasn't so fugy <laughs> <laughs> yeah he yeah he did stuff he did stuff. <laughs> yeah. Diabolical little things. And that was some that was a bracelet, not a necklace. Right. Right, right, right. That's right. It was around her wrist. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Then we have the famous now famous even audition scene. Yep. <laughs> um Norman is appearing very antsy, and we all remember that he is supposed to pick up Bradley at 8 o'clock. And when they first get there, they're just, you know, it's like, it's just one of those nightmare situations. 
uh, the pianist isn't here yet. And, you know, basically you're going to be here a long time. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people on the list. <laughs> yep. And it In does. there, Norman. Maybe not the exact scenario, but the idea of it. I've right. There and it's awful. It is. It is. When you have to be somewhere else and the thing that you're at is taking longer than it should. Yeah, I found his excuse that he was going to see a movie with Emma very strange. That he would use Emma in the first place because his mom spent so much time with her. And also, he and Emma don't seem so tight these days. Yeah, true. I didn't, I didn't really think of it. It just, I was kind of like, huh, that's, that's something that a, he might be doing. But yeah, you're right. I didn't think it was something he'd be doing at all. That's true. Huh. And it was a very risky cover-up because... That is a risk. That is something so easily she and... Emma could talk about, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't use your friends like that unless you tell them first. Okay, if my mom calls... <laughs> and Emma doesn't seem to be that kind of friend at the moment. <laughs> right. From no. what we've seen. <laughs> she would have been at one time. Right, right. But um, but yeah, this audition's going on and on, and Norman finally he just can't take it, and he leaves, and Norma follows him and freaks out on him. He must just be feeling like super extra pressure to get the Bradley situation taken care of, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I basically these are the two women in his life, and they really tear him apart because the only you know he seems. A lot of the time, he seems on board with his mom and their closeness and everything. Mm -hmm. And when she has her talents in him, like, the piano thing is a very good indication that he genuinely lost himself in it and had a great time with her. Right. But Bradley is that one woman that can drive a wedge between that. And all of a sudden, he wants that other life. You know, that Dylan kind of touched on where, you know, move in with me and, you know, you should be out doing all this stuff. Oh, right, right. Bradley seems to be the one that can tear him from Norma and make him mad at all their closeness and, you know, everything they do together. Although that isn't exclusive because he was like that before he met Bradley in the first episode. Right. Oh, our rooms are, you know, within six inches of each other. I kind of wanted the other room, you know. Right, right. We did talk about that. But anyway, at this point, it just seems like those are the two women that can totally steer him right. into different directions. And I know... It, her reaction was interesting because it, it really was half genuine. She is freaking out and she is scared. And it's another half where I think she knew exactly it was manipulating. She knew exactly what it would do to him. But I think she just used it to her advantage. But she actually was feeling that way, too. Did you get that? Yeah, I, I got that because she says that she just wants to protect him. You know, she, so in Norma's mind, the more time they spend together and the more things they do together, the more she's controlling him, the more she's protecting him from his own mind. 
Well, look, he, you know, he went to a dance with Emma and came home most likely murdering. Murdering someone. Right. Exactly. Teacher. <laughs> right. So that's just even more because she was a lot like that. Like we were saying, you know, in the first season, she didn't want him to do the track team. And we think it's mostly, yeah, he's got to help her with the motel a lot. But we thought it's mostly because then she'd be away from him. Right. He'd, he'd be away from her. And she doesn't like that. She likes all Norman all the time. <laughs> exactly. And we have a better insight into that now than we did in that first episode. In the first episode, she just looked like, you know, frankly, just a manipulative bitch mom. That, right. And, you know, we get her now a lot. We get her a, little, a lot more now. We get what she's been going through. But, but boy, uh, what she did turned him around crazy-like. And it... It, it's possible it's just because it was he was afraid of what she might find out. You know, she reveals that she knows about the pearls. Right, when she starts just sobbing. That was, she really, that was very real to me. I don't think she was. Oh, yeah, I, it was very real. But it also, I think she knew what it would do to him. Right. And it did. Boy, it worked like a charm. It was amazing. He did, it, he did turn around and he's like, if we go home now, it'll break my heart. Yeah, and he not only, you know, was like, okay, we'll do the, you know, we'll do the play. That's good. You know, let's do it. I want to do it. And he actually got Dylan to drive Bradley. It knocked Bradley so out of his head that. That's true. He yeah. turned that all over to Dylan. He did. I was really happy to see that he called Dylan to take care of it. Yeah, I didn't know he... what he was going to do. I didn't even think of Dylan. <laughs> I didn't either. I thought he was just going to leave bradley hanging and like we're just gonna you're just gonna have to stay down here a couple more days or something yeah me too and we'll have to get another bus ticket but instead he calls dylan which i i thought just said a lot about norman and dylan's relationship now norman seems to really he's definitely trust dylan now yeah you know because he's like you know i need to tell you something you can't ask any questions bradley's in the basement she killed the skill guy you need to take her to the bus she's going to was it boston yeah is that what he said yeah so i thought that was pretty cool that he had dylan there to do that and that he trusts dylan enough yeah although dylan had to get out of him he wasn't going to tell her what she did he said you can't ask any questions that's true <laughs> and the first thing he does is ask and he just tells her i th tells him i thought he could have said, I'll leave that to Bradley to tell you, you know, or something. Right. But I think it was okay. It seemed okay with Bradley for Dylan to know. And I think, I think um, Norman knew that too, that it would be okay for her. I think with so. Her. Which showed a lot of uh, love and trust in Norman because he did not like that relationship one bit. Right. He didn't. He didn't, but... So that was a really good thing he did, just for her. And she may know that. <laughs> she did give him a little note. She seems to, yeah. And I liked how, you know, Norman at the end of the call with Dylan, he's like, tell her that I really wish I could have done this. You yeah. Know? But it was sweet. And then Norma has her big audition, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's a song from Cabaret. Cabaret, yeah. And it is. I mean, she, the lyrics to that song just fit perfectly. Like, I think it was Carrie that said that in the comment card that, you know, the 
the lyrics are very fitting <laughs> to what's, yeah. you know, what's going on. It was a perfect song to sing. And I like how she just kind of breaks down at the end of it and so much emotion. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, pretty sure she got the part. <laughs> well, you could see them being very skeptical at first. She didn't have any music and. They kind of give each other looks, and it started out kind of slow and little shaky. Little shaky. Yeah, but and then she they just were in. Belts it out. Yeah, and if you can belt it out like that with no piano music, yeah, I think you. I just, I wish we would have seen what Norman sang. <laughs> I know. I was very disappointed we didn't get Norman's audition. Yeah. I thought it was funny, too, that she brought her purse with her. I did, too. <laughs> and he stands up. It looked like they were, like, really thrown off that they weren't able to do it together or something. There was just a moment where I thought, he's he like, gonna... oh, I need to sit down. Or, oh, or I don't get to her? go down there? Mother. We have to be separated? Mother. <laughs> um. Then, I guess, the next scene, we cut to Romero, and he kind of... Does some Dexter justice. <laughs> he does. He. Yeah. You kind of see him sitting in his office. And I mean, for one thing, we didn't really mention this, but when he was at the cemetery with Miss Watson's dad, you know, he's like, oh, I'm sure you're going to solve this one right away. But it's been four months since my daughter's been murdered, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we see Romero just sitting in his office, just, and it's like he just comes to like this decision and he walks in to Kyle's cell and says, you know, one of the hardest parts of my job is when I can't solve a crime. And because of that, there are consequences. So Romero must think that Gil was killed because of Miss Watson's death. Right. And, and so he. I mean, he spelled out that he knows that this guy not only is heavily involved in drug trading and stuff, but he killed his girlfriend, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah, because he did mention that in his first little talk with Kyle. So, Kyle must have gotten off on some, one of those stupid technicality, like, right. things or something. Because Kyle didn't seem to even be interested in denying it. It was kind of like, yeah, haha. Yeah. I did get away with that. And yeah, so pinning Miss Watson's death on this guy is not quite like you hear about cops just wanting to close a case. And so, yes, you know, you see documentaries and things. A Thin Blue Line was a good one about it. Right. Uh, right. Where cops just, you know, let's they just get the idea in the head that some guy and they pin it on him. And you can tell that, like, halfway through the trial, they don't even believe it's him. But, hey, you know what? Let's just wash our hands of it. Let's get some guy behind bars. Politically, it'll look good. And we can move on. And the case is closed, even though they know they didn't catch the real murderer. And this was not that kind of situation. This was Dexter-ish. It was, I can't get you for this. And I know you didn't do it, do this, but... If I, you know, I can get you behind bars and you deserve to be. And so. Right. So it's kind of a win-win in a way. Um, I mean, Romero knows that Kyle didn't kill Miss Watson. Yeah. I, I think deep down he knows he didn't. He, But 
See, I think Romero is kind of pulling a, I just need someone behind bars because more bodies are going to pile up if I don't pin this on someone. Well, yeah, there's that, but that's just a bonus. And it's right. probably a big bonus, but it, this is some guy that, you know, we don't know much about the past, but we do know that Romero knows he killed his girlfriend and he's been frustrated that this guy is not even when he arrested him in his apartment you know he just hates this guy and you know what haven't you done oh yeah yeah because when he like pins him down in the yard when he catches the kyle he you know he says i told you not to come to this town or he said something like that um i just think i think it's pretty interesting it's just another little aspect of romero's um like moral flexibility Uh uh-huh you know, where he, do you think he's going to go plant some evidence or something? Because Kyle's semen being in Miss Watson isn't enough to convict him of her murder, especially if there's a second sample. Yeah. You, They're going to have to come up with something else. Yeah, I guess they will. I didn't spend any time thinking about it, but probably he's going to have to do something like that. He's going to have to do something. He's going to have to, I don't know. And this is an easy way for... Norman to have killed Miss Watson and get away. We with all know that he's going to get away with it. Right, right. But I would just think that someone like Romero, the murderer, is still out there. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe he's going to work this <laughs> and get whoever you know find out who did it too and work it again in another way. Like he just arrested this guy for True. this murder. Maybe yeah. this is. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yep. So Chain yeah. Of events. Just, <laughs> yep. It just makes me. I just like Romero. He's a little bit corrupt, but not. He's only doing this to prevent other people from dying. Yes, he's the good corrupt. <laughs> he's the good kind of corrupt. Yep. Because <laughs> he knows that if he doesn't put someone behind bars for Miss Watson's death. There's, you know, he's dealing with some pretty bad guys. Yeah. So, yep, very interesting. Yeah, and then we uh, see Dylan and Bradley at a little diner, and Dylan recommends a suicide note, kind of makes her write one. I guess they talk a little before that, but that's the only note I wrote down. (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't really. It's a pretty short scene. He just says, he tells her that some really bad men are looking for Gil's killer and she needs to be off the map. So he's like, you need to write a suicide note and then I'm going to take some of your clothes and put them down by the rocks at the beach. So she's just going to Yeah, because she needs to just be totally out of the picture. Yep. I think he said. Yep, so... um, so you think that this is probably the last that we see of Bradley? Do you think the whole Bradley story is over then? No, I would guess she comes back maybe very late this season or next season. But I think we can say goodbye to her for now. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back next episode or something. Okay. And yeah. I'm really basing that off of knowing she's shooting a movie. So they needed to get her out of there. Rising, I had no idea about the movie, so I just because it felt like they were wrapping it up, but then just left a little bit 
I yeah, I don't. Oh, like the fact over. that she's alive and everything—it's not over, but it's over for a while. It's over for a while, yeah. Which I'm kind of glad because no more Norman brooding over her and. Yeah, yeah and I want to make way for a little more time with Emma, who comes <laughs> very comically just running it up in the very end of the episode. Do you know what it reminded me of? Is that Saturday Night Live skit that they do the uh, Twin Peaks? I think it was when Kyle MacLachlan hosted. Mm-hmm. Did you see that skit? It sounds familiar. They just did a little skit, but it's like they had to include everybody in the town. And by the end, it was like the joke that characters from the show had to like run off stage and put on new makeup really quick and then come back just so like the log lady could oh. make an appearance. <laughs> 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 so they would like run off scene and then like put on log lady gear and come back. And... That sounds like, familiar. okay. okay. <laughs> I think I saw that. Yeah. And so it just reminded me of that. That's like, Oh, we got to have Emma. And she just comes running on stage to say something really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Norma and Norman come home from the audition and Emma's in the motel office and runs up to him and tells him that someone's been arrested for the murder of Miss Watson. So I guess, was it on the news or something? How did Emma know? <laughs> It had to have been on the news. I don't know. Small must we must um, chalk it up. I'm sure to just small town. Small town. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but man, is Norma happy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so funny because it it was another just total Norma thing where you just see her knowing that her son is probably the murderer and that there's someone in jail and she doesn't care about any of that. She's just a giddy little schoolgirl again that, oh, well. Not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem. (laughs) Yep. Which actually made me uh, flash to that, was it a Korean movie, Mother? Mm Mm-hmm. Just, I flashed to that a little bit in that scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. What a mother's willing to do for her son, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, Subtitles, guys. You gotta you gotta endure them for some good shows. Yeah, Mother is a, yeah, it's a Korean movie. Definitely recommend it. It streams on Netflix, right? I don't know. I had to rent it, but... I watched it. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix a couple okay, years ago. Cool. Um, so yeah, then the episode ends with uh, well, it doesn't quite end yet. Dylan pulls up. Norman is sitting out on the outside stairs, and Dylan tells Norman that Bradley's on the bus, and then hands him a note from her, and it says. What is it? Like you are the best person I've ever known. Yeah, exactly that. I wrote it down. So that was that seemed to make Norman happy. He had a little smile on his face. And then, did you notice Norma watching from her bedroom window? Yeah, the creepy window. Creepy window. <laughs> Norma watching from the window. I I really liked that shot. I liked it. Wondering what she was thinking. Yep. I don't know how long Norman's been sitting on those steps. And what just, I wonder what she thinks. What if, you know, he and Dylan have a secret or if she knows anything about the secret. 
Right. I don't know. I just I just thought that was a great shot just because that's a great shot. Iconic window and to have Norma Bates looking out it was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. It wasn't Norman dressed up as her this time. <laughs> and yep, and it wasn't taxidermied Norma sitting in nope. a chair. <laughs> live and well, just home from a great audition. Right, and you uh, think that's the end, but it is not. Right. So it ends with a dude pulling up and walking into a like a garage, mechanic garage saying that he's looking for the Bates Motel, that he's looking for his sister, and the mechanic says, who's your sister? And he says, Norma Bates. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, <laughs> Norma's creepy brother that made her have sex with him is showing up. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was intriguing and everything, but the way they did it seemed really soap opery. So soap opery. I mean, he's the mechanic's like, I was just down there, and they've got a no vacancy sign. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and then he's like, Well, I don't need a room. I'm just looking for my sister. Well, who's your sister? What do you care? You know, right. it was, yeah, well, small town mechanic. I guess so, but it just. Yeah, it was very soap opery. It was, was just kind of awkward. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I'm surprised he didn't like look into the camera. Like I know, <laughs> and wink. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I'm gonna cause discord <laughs> and mayhem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed in the show in that, um, I, you know, it's exciting and intriguing and it'll be interesting to see what this guy does, but, and, you know, he should do some interesting dynamics and things we need. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We need more of this stuff. We do. We do. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the, to the show, but they could have done it with a little more finesse. (laughs) Or just something, I don't know, like maybe him getting pulled over and, I don't know, talking to Romero or something. Yeah. Something. They could have done it better. But they didn't. That's how they did it, so we got to live with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it will be, uh, I'm excited to see what. Because, man, when she opened the door, when Dylan first showed up, she was not happy to see Dylan. Oh, no. I can't can't wait to see the look on her face when she sees this guy. Yeah, because, again, we've got Norma in a very blissful state. She She just can't have a good day, can she? Nope, she can't. But we, uh, yeah, she's she's, she's just in that. She's going to get it. Yep. She's too happy. We know what happens when Norma gets too happy. Yep. Because, <laughs> yeah, she just killed it at the audition. Her, someone else has been arrested for the murder that she thinks her son did. And now this. So. Exciting. Yep. What did you think of it as a whole? I actually loved it as a whole. I, I'm i going to say 4.5. I think, did I give last week a you gave a all five. out 5? Yep. I'm going to go 4.5. Because, you know, there was no 
I still, that court scene or whatever, that the city hall meeting is still just the best thing ever. <laughs> the best, yep. But there were some great moments in this. And as a whole, very intriguing. I, I really enjoyed it. I really did too. I actually liked it better than last week's. I'm giving it a 4.25. What did you give last last week? A 4. Oh, I thought you gave it more than that. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, I I thought you did because I thought I gave it like a 4.95. I don't think I actually went all five and I thought you did, but maybe you're wrong. No, because you were kind of surprised, and I was just like, oh. I don't know. I just. That's right. For an opening, it just wasn't. It was a good episode. I really liked it, but it just. I, I think this one was a little bit better. So, Harold is probably going to disagree with us. Yeah. <laughs> I am just. Oh, man. I am so on board right now. I love it. I am too. <laughs> and I just think that this episode really brought up, like, the money in Norman's bedroom is fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to know I didn't miss something and totally forget. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> that no, was too information how else would they have Yeah. You don't remember Norman robbing a bank? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just didn't know what I was missing. I was so confused. I just think little things like that. I think Romero, like, using this Kyle guy as a patsy is very interesting. And I'm... I'm curious as to how that's going to all play out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm just, yeah, very on board. Bradley's gone, and that's kind of fun that that wrapped up. I'm glad that the Bradley thing wrapped up. We like the new girl. Yeah. We've got promising things ahead. I think so. I think so. And like I said, I'm not too bothered by the drug business thing because I think it's an interesting storyline itself you know i like it yep so well my what the bib was the money and i was just gonna give myself a what the bib but now i guess it's not as much <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the bib emily <laughs> you don't know this money <laughs> you, not know? <laughs> you did yeah that's funny that you thought you would miss something <laughs> yeah, the money what the bibbed me big time um my what the bip is Zane. Why why would <laughs> put him in charge? He's, he is a good what the bip. Just everything about him what the bip. Yep. His look, his he seems just so slimy. He does seem like that stupid younger brother whose older brother is so much smarter and in charge yeah. but has to like give his younger brother a job, his younger stupid brother, you know. Yeah, but he shouldn't give him such, I don't know. This is too big of a, Yeah. this is too big of a job for him because he's just already shown completely stupid decisions and he's not likable. You know, Remo would be a better decision. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah. So, yep, Zane is what my business is. A dumb name too. I think we even have a cousin named Zane. So sorry, Zane. We do. I think so. I only thought of Billy Zane. <laughs> I think it's one of those like old family cousins of on dad's side or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think of Twin Peaks again, Billy Zane, and I just thought hmm. it just I don't know. They're still comparing the show to Twin Peaks so much, and I still don't see it. 
Except for um, the Pacific Northwest small town. That's just so. kind of got to be mostly what it is. And I mean, you can't compare shows if it's just because the setting is the same. <laughs> no, it seems like people really feel like it has the feel of it. And well, it just doesn't to me. I don't know. No, it really doesn't to me either. Let's see. I mean, you don't have like the real quirky characters in this. There's no, and you know. that was like it's bread and butter. Yeah, so that is what Twin Peaks is to me. Right. Anyway, weird. So yeah, do you have any predictions or anything? Well, I do predict. Um, I don't know. Nothing I haven't really already said and. Same. The only thing I had written down was that I think we'll probably see Bradley again. Yeah, and when I've got more of my brain next week and I've had a more relaxing week preceding it, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and really start coming up with some good predictions. Not that I'm the best at that, which we are relying on our hotel guests to do that, Yes, <laughs> as we've said before. Um, but yeah, I... It was all I could do to even watch this two times. I'm surprised I was able to fit that in since last night or two Right, right. I don't know. I have a feeling because now that Dylan knows who killed Gil, I'm going to throw out a prediction that he tells Remo. Ah. And that the two of them come up with some plan. Scheming. That's a good idea. Because I don't think Dylan can keep that to himself. And Dylan doesn't seem like the type of guy that's just going to let people get killed when he knows what happened. Right. You know? Yeah. Because it is as simple as, look, the girl killed him because he killed her dad. Or thinks that she killed her. Thinks that he killed her dad. Yeah. So it doesn't have anything to do with... You know, the two different camps and things. Which, bravo to you, actually. You uh, brought that up. That this is that was one of your predictions last week, wasn't it? That this is going to cause a major... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I said something like the... Discord wrong, and the drug families. <laughs> the wrong people are going to get accused and it's going to cause some bad things to happen. Right. It's going to make Dylan's job pretty dangerous. So, yeah, yay. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that Dylan Dylan has to tell someone, and I think he's going to tell Remo. Yeah, there's, you're right, and no and one else Remo, makes sense. Remo's been in the business long enough; he knows more of the people. He'll, I think, they're going to come up with some kind of, yeah, yeah. Because I said he, you know, Dylan needs to come up with something smart, <laughs> and maybe Remo can help with that. Yeah, two heads are better than one. Two heads are better than one, especially, especially one, one that knows. Been, yeah. yeah been over 20 years in the business so so there we go that's my prediction all right well if any of our guests or people that would like to become guests um at the base motel that sue and i are running here um go ahead and write us at yes mother cast you know i'm sorry it's yes mother podcast at gmail.com we'd love to have you join our facebook group it's still very sad and small (laughs) <laughs> and we could have, you know, by I have barely ever joined any Facebook groups for any of the many podcasts I listen to. So I understand if you don't, but right. we could have some good fun over there if you do feel like doing that. Yep. Um, 
And you'd also join us on Twitter. And that one is Yes Mothercast. And yep. if you want to join us, we'll do... I, I just found an article in it. It gets a little into what's coming up with a few of the characters, especially Love Lives. So if you're interested in that, join us after the music. And we will discuss that a little bit. Yeah, because it might be a little spoiler spoilery if you don't want to know anything, then you probably don't want to listen. Yeah, so if you're the type of person that just wants to go in cold and be surprised. But if you want to hear a little bit about what might be coming up, you know, there's nothing. There's no, like, big spoilers. but No big spoilers. I did see on A&E's website... And it might be just the same one that they played on TV, like what's going to be in the next episode, little clips. We could talk about that, too. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that. All right. Until then. Yep. Until next week. Yep. We will talk to you later.
curves your lips like roses and clover. Then tell her that her lonesome nights are over. Sandman. Yeah. I'm so Okay. Spoiler section, kind of. News news and spoilers, we'll say. All right. So I read an article on Zap It, or Zap To It. I don't know what it's called. Um, but it's called Love Comes to Norma, Norman, Dylan, and Emma. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, so Norma is going to meet a man named George Heldens. He is played by Michael Barton. She is trying to find happiness this season, and George is described as being sensitive and kind, and Barton promises that he is an all-around good guy. So there's no hidden agendas here. He's no uh, Shelby. No Shelby. He's a just all-around good dude. Doesn't have an Asian sex slave in his basement. <laughs> nope. No disco <laughs> balls, I bet. Even. No disco balls. <laughs> Um, so basically he's coming on the scene because the writers and producers kind of want to bring in a character to give Norma a chance at really having a relationship, like a healthy relationship with a man. Cause she's never had that. And this guy take it away. Aren't they? <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> By they, do you mean Norman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so he's, this guy actually tries to crack her outer shell a little bit. Um, he sees pain in her, sees that she's incredibly intelligent, and it sounds like he really genuinely must fall for her. Um, so this will be Norma's chance of happiness. Oh, good. But that's not going to happen with all of her secrets and Norman no. being most of her secrets. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Dylan's going to get a new lady in his life. Um, oh, good. So Max Terrio's character gets a shot at love. And he says that it's pretty exciting because he has lots of big scenes and action stuff and exploring Dylan's love life for the first time. So he's excited to play that. And the character's name is Jody Wilson, and she's the head of one of the drug families in White Pine Bay and spends a lot of time with Dylan. She's the head? She is the head of one of the drug families. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Emma gets another shot of love. She's it says that she's not very happy with Norman, although she's not quite over him. Um, and Olivia Cook asks, are you ever over your first love? And she says it's less raw for her now, but there's still tension between them. Um, she says... At least it doesn't take much longer until she starts getting over Norman, who, as Cook puts it, does not give a shit about Emma in the first episode at all. Yes. That's true. Yep. So someone catches Emma's eye and it says, this is the most intriguing part of this whole article to me. It's someone we've met before, and I think it irks Norman a lot. Could it be Twilight Guy? Oh, man. Who else have we met? Gunner. But... 
Yes. So that was my other choice. But it irks Norman. Although it could just irk him because there is a little part of him that kind of claims Emma for himself. Well, sure, because she has a crush on him. So Right. But who else have we met? I don't know. Uh, Twilight Guy and Gunner are the only two I could come up with. And having it be Twilight Guy would really seriously irk Norman. <laughs> it would. That would oh, add. Man. But I hate the thought of it. But I don't know. It, it might just be fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It probably is Twilight. Hmm. He just seems kind of creepy to me. I like Gunner better. <laughs> yeah. But we haven't really met any other young men that I can think of besides like Dylan, but it's not going to be Dylan. Remo? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And it, it 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 does seem weird that it'd be Twilight Guy because... I don't know. They seem to be in very different circles at school. Yeah, exactly. Because they already know each other, obviously. Right. So it would be kind of weird. I mean, they better, if it is going to be Twilight Guy, they better have a really good reason why Emma would fall for him. Because he kind of, I don't know. They just don't seem to fit together very well. No, they don't. But she and, you know, the few minutes we saw of she and Gunner, they had a cute little chemistry together. They did have a cute little chemistry. But Gunner also doesn't live there. He was shipped in from out of town. Right. But it sounds like they probably come by to, what's the word? Cut, pot, whatever. Yeah. Cutters. Trimmers. Trimmers. To trim pot. Yeah. It's got to be one of the two. I can't think of anyone else. It would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be fun if we get surprised and forgot someone, but those seem to be our choices. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so uh, Norman also gets love interest, as we know, and it says, so that lucky ma- lady might be in over her head. Um, her name's Carrie Aaron. No. Carrie no, Aaron. I'm sorry. The She's creator. a co- creator. It's, oh, hers is a lot harder to say. <laughs> Paloma... Kowakowski. It's got to be the checkout girl. She looks like a Paloma. And her name's Cody. What is up with Cody and Bradley? These boy names. <laughs> I guess that's the <laughs> thing to do is give your girls boy names. Mm, Cody. I've heard of some Cody's, I think, here in Utah. But Bradley definitely is not a girl name. Okay. Well, okay. So Carrie Aaron says that Cody Brennan kind of gets him to do stuff with her, but not realizing who it is that she's pulling in, which is obviously dangerous. So, Uh-oh. I don't know, emo chick might have a she might bad be, end. She might not be long with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet we get a, most of the season. I bet we do. And I Although, bet unless to... she gets him to do stuff with her and Norma gets into... Not I was just going to say, just that little quick scene at the grocery store, this girl and Norma are going to butt heads. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Norma is not going to like her. Yeah, she's no Emma. She's no Emma. Yeah. 
Well, that's well interesting. Cool. I'm excited uh, to see new people and new relationships. And yeah, we got some love. Love will be in the air. Yay! <laughs> and then death. And death. <laughs> and heartache. Yep. I don't know what's going to happen with Norma's guy, except I don't know. Who knows? Who Norma's knows? Going to get jealous and off him, or? Something else. Yeah, it'll be. I'm. I'm really excited. Me too. So, did you watch anything from next week's episode at all? No. I just saw because you know I. I love the A and E's doing this. They just. I was kind of surprised to see that the second episode was just on A and E's website. A lot of times they'll do just the first one, you know. Yeah, I I actually knew. I heard that last year they streamed it, you know. I That's pretty cool of them to do that. Because um, AMC doesn't do that. They'll AMC do the, does the first one, yes. They'll do the first one, and you can watch it for like two weeks, and then it's gone. But uh, Yeah, so I, I had heard that they did that with Base Motel last year, so I figured they would. So I appreciate that. Um I do too because I when I set it to record on my DVR last week I didn't set it to record the whole series and I was too distracted on Monday and didn't even think of it I just figured I had told it to record the whole series and I hadn't so I had to wait until the next morning to watch it. Yeah, I mean you have to endure some commercials, but so what? You know, it's free. Right. But uh, it played a clip like scenes from next week's and I kind of paid attention to it, but I only watched it the one time. Huh, I must've. I, Cause yeah. I, like I said, I watched it from the same source you did. Yeah. I must've just not paid attention or maybe I flipped it off. You might've flipped it off. I didn't. I think I was writing something down and then it came on, but it shows a scene of like Norman attacking uh, I think his name is Caleb because I think the next episode is called Caleb. Caleb is the brother. Okay. So I think the brother's name is Caleb. Um, so it maybe that's who Emma gets together with. We just met him. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Ew. Creepy. But um, not. I'm totally He's kidding. Um, incest child molester. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows Norman like attacking him in the kitchen. Cool. I wonder how long we get this guy. Maybe just an episode, (laughs) half an episode, maybe just the one. And then it shows like Norma just screaming for someone to get out of the house. And it looks like she's talking to Dylan. What? I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. I should have watched it before we recorded. This is possible that, I don't know, maybe, you know, we've that we've theorized that he is this guy's son. Oh, that's right. So maybe Dylan either catches on a little bit or she's worried he's going to catch on if he meets this guy because he's his actual dad. I don't know. I don't know. But Dylan knows who his dad Dylan is. Dylan does know his dad. That's right. Maybe he doesn't know it's his brother, her brother, and she doesn't want that to mix and him to find out. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that could be why she totally panics. That could be. Because, yeah, it really, 
Unless it was just one of those like editing choices to throw us off. Right. But it really did look like she was telling Dylan to get out of the house. Intriguing. And I was like, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> Leave Dylan alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was a good episode. I liked it. That was great. Ice Age heat wave can't complain if the world's at large. Why should I remain? Walked away to another plant. Gonna find another place, maybe one I can stand. I move on to another day, to a whole new town with a whole new way. Went to the porch to have a thought. Got to the door and again I couldn't stop You don't know where and you don't know when But you've still got your words and you've got your friends Walking on to another day Work a little harder, work another way Well, uh-uh, baby, I ain't got no plan Gonna float on, maybe, would you understand? Gonna float on, maybe, would you understand? Well, I float on, maybe, would you understand? Shorter and the nights get cold I like the autumn but this place is getting old I pack my belongings and I head from the coast It might not be a lot but I feel like I'm making the most The days get longer and the nights smell green I guess it's not surprising but it's spring and I should leave Songs about drifters, books about the same They both seem to make me feel a little less insane Walked on off to another spot I still haven't gotten anywhere that I want Did I want love? Did I need to know? Why does it always feel like I'm caught in an undertow?
Yes, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>